Hey guys, Cass here. So I uh, want to talk about um, one that I kind of brought up last week, um, which by the way, thanks for your patience guys. So sorry, this one is late. Uh, gotta love when you get a summer flu. Really uh, kind of sets you back on all of your priorities in life. Um, so uh, yeah, anyways, like I was saying, last, uh, last week we were discussing A Nightmare on Elm Street, which proceeded me to bring up the Evil Dead series, so really excited to um, to talk about it today, just because it's it's one of those really cool cult films that just kind of came together. You know, it's uh, it, ironically enough, it just especially when I tell you some of the facts here, you you won't believe uh, that I'm talking about the same film that we all we all love. So, um, anyways, quick plot summary: We follow five friends who travel to a cabin. <clears throat> It is literally in the middle of the woods. In fact, we cross this really rickety bridge, which eventually that is what disappears um, and uh, and leaves us, you know, stranded in this cabin and stuck with the the evil that they soon unleash and wake up unknowingly by reading the neck necrom. Monicon? Uh, sorry guys, I never pronounce it correctly. But either way, the Book of the Dead, um, they read from it, uh, which causes a, a whole mess of events to basically um, ensue upon them, and including some flesh-possessing demons, so that that's always fun. Uh, but anyways, guys, good fun. It's it's starring one of my favorite horror... Uh, I guess you couldn't call him a screen queen, but in a way... He, he kind of reminds me of that. Uh, Bruce Campbell, uh, the groovy Ash Williams. Uh, we have Cheryl Pelley uh, by Ellen uh, Sandwise. Richard um, Denton, uh, who's Scott. Betsy Bacon, Linda and Teresa Tilly, who's Shelley. Uh, director Sam Raimi, uh, of course, Bruce Campbell's childhood friend. Um, and the two of them came together, produced it, um, filmed it. I mean, this is their friends, family, really coming together to put this together, including, I mean, they, they made up a majority of the cast and crew. Now, um, the five students go into the cabin, you know, have no idea what's really going on, but it's, uh, you know, one of the girls that eventually kind of comes to realize there's something going on in the woods, um, and she, you know, she gets a real interesting introduction to what that something is. I don't want to give that away for those of you who have not seen this, but, um, you know, if you haven't, uh, you know, go out, rent it, see it, because this, I mean, Stephen King considers this one of his favorite films. Uh, and if it wasn't for his review, New Line Cinema definitely wouldn't have picked it up as a distributor. Now, um, since its release, it, it's developed a huge cult following. Uh, in fact, it's spun off into two following uh, films to make it a trilogy, as well as its own TV series, music, and including a musical. Now, um, just some cool fun facts about the film. Uh, the blood combination that they would end up using actually, you know, at one point would cause um, a, a Bruce Campbell shirt to become so dry that when it, he took it off, it shattered. Now, uh, and that was just because it was made out of this kind of corn syrup base. Now, um, the cast and crew would end up making a time capsule that they ended up hiding in one of the uh, fireplaces. Now, eventually, the it, well, the fireplace of the cabin, eventually the cabin would be destroyed, but um, some uh, some big fans would find it. And in fact, they're still holding on to it, keeping it intact. Now, I don't know which shot, but apparently in one of the original filmings, uh, a bunch of the cast decided to smoke um, some, uh, some marijuana cigarettes, 
I guess, as they would have been called at the time, um, and then would cause Sam to review the film and say, no, we're totally reshooting this. Now, um, they, apparently they just, uh, as he put it, they had uncontrollable behavior. Now, uh, this um, abandoned cabin would not only become their set, but also become their, their basic way of living for the next few months while they were filming there. Now, uh, originally they wanted to call the film The Book of the Dead, but uh, they were afraid kids wouldn't see it due to the literary reference, uh, which is kind of funny, but hey, marketing, it's its so true, it's, it all boils down uh, to what it, you end up doing. So, um, I didn't also realize, I guess there's a video game um, in, for this as well which I've never come across in my travels, but uh, to those of you that have, definitely shoot me a link. I'd love to see this. Um, anyways, uh, going forward, the fourth film, the remake, apparently that's supposed to be a sequel. Um, not a personal favorite. Like I kind of feel like it's almost like fan fiction spun off on the original thought. Um, I mean, this film would definitely influence future Lost in Cabin Woods kind of films. I'm sure Cabin Fever um, and of course Cabin in the Woods. You can see see references to to Evil Dead, um, but uh, it just the remake was just pitiful. Just there's just some scenes I definitely did, wasn't into. Now um, the uh, the Book of the Dead was inspired by H.P. Lovecraft, which I find uh, really cool um, and just just being a fan. Now. Uh, the, the crew um, would end up, like I was saying, staying in the cabin. That's 13 staying in one room. Of course, fights broke out. These are friends, family, you know, you're always willing to say, say the truth to these individuals. And it, it would cause some, some, uncomfortable, uh, some uncomfortable atmosphere and tension. Now, um, the uh, crew's inexperience, like I was saying, because they are friends and family, left to a comedy of errors. Um, you know, some of the members ended up getting lost in the woods. Crews, um, the crew would become injured, and of course, there was no medical assistance for miles. So you kind of ended up having to deal with it or come up with your own little MacGyver way of fixing things. Uh, now, Sam wasn't the the kindest to these sort of things, so in one um, one scene, Bruce ends up twisting his ankle, uh, and the whole time Remy was poking it, trying just to, even though it was obviously bruised and and some damage was done, just trying to get more more uh, response from from Bruce on camera. Uh, he, as they've uh, said, he has a a sense of mésentente. Um, I just and it, because he comes up with these on a fast rate, um, which can cause some real crude illustrations, um, and with an inexperienced cast and well, some cast majority crew, you know, would definitely add to this comedy of errors. Now, um, they were saying at one point, uh, with this lack of medical assistance, I I had read somewhere that the actress Baker lost uh, her eyelashes due to the special effects makeup trying just to remove remove it at the, at the end of the scene um, and the, uh, the lenses that they used to create the dead eye, dead look was um, I guess they were as thick as glass um, in fact uh, Campbell would uh, quote saying that it felt like Tupperware for your eyes 
Uh, now, this film would end up creating uh, the shaky cam, which is sort of a take on the steady cam for you uh, director or film buffs out there. The um, the wooden seat, well, the run through the woods is the perfect example. You know, they would take two pillars, put the camera in the center, and then two, two members of the crew would run um, with the camera in the middle, giving this sort of shaky, uh, shaky, uh, scene, which gave us this really creepy, creepy look from the view of the spirits. Now, um, Remy would also use these on his own, making his own sort of makeshift rig. Uh, this would would come out more during the swamp scenes and especially during the mists. Um, and uh, at the final scene, he actually just tied the camera to a bike to chase Campbell, which is kind of cool. <laughs> now. Um, he also liked to, you know, torture his uh, his actors, as I was saying earlier with Campbell. But he also just, you know, to enjoy abusing them, is how they put it. Um, but his quote would say, you know, to capture real pain and anger, you would have to, you know, put people through that. Um, and it makes sense, and especially in this sort of film, he wanted to capture that. But at the same time, you know, not really telling your your cast what you what you were planning to put them through. Yeah, I can I can see it from both sides. <laughs> that uh, no wonder there was a lot of tension on on set. Now uh, the last few days of shooting, this is November. Things got so cold they were actually burning um, some of the the uh, the furniture that they found inside the cabin. Um, and uh, and Campbell would go on to describe these twelve weeks as mer- merciless agony. Um, although he, he he also was quoted saying that he had a lot of fun on set. So, Campbell, pick one or the other. <laughs> um, now, uh, Remy discovered uh, after everything was said and done, there was just a few few things that needed to be reshot. So later they would go out about four days of reshooting um, and uh, and come up with their, their last few things. The Coen brothers, I didn't realize, would help edit this film after after Remy got his reshoots, um, and it would premiere at the Redford Theater. Uh, it grew on Stephen King. Um, I've definitely seen him on Twitter talk about it. This is his favorite, or at least one of them. Um, and uh, it would be not only met with with great reviews, but also met with great controversy, as it would lead to an X rating, as it was considered a real video nasty. I mean, it's not pornographic, but there's it was a little bit ahead of their time for for showing what humans could could really do with uh, with power tools. <laughs> um, it's you know it's one of the notorious splatter films of the day, um, and it it's. Uh, it go. It's apparently listed up there with Cannibal Holocaust and I Spit on Your Grave. I, I I would disagree with that. Those ones were a little more a little more intense, especially I Spit on Your Grave. Uh, the rape the rape or revenge revenge films are a whole other topic. Maybe one day we'll get to those. Um, but uh, you know, just for those of you that haven't haven't seen the original and. You know, I had a 13-year-old try and convince me that remakes were better um, and more more exciting and scary. That isn't entirely true. This is a perfect example. The original has a 95% approval rating. You know, it's an 8 point, um, an 8 out of 10. It, it just, it's it's a perfect groovy film. You know, uh, I hate to recycle that word over and over, but it really is. Um, you know, would lead on to be. Uh, lead on to Evil Dead 2, a little more of a comedy of itself, and one of my favorites, Army of Darkness, and, um, you know, it's just a combination of, like, Night of the Living Dead meets Texas Chainsaw Massacre meets the Three Stooges, you know, it's just, it's an energetic, original, it, it's just something 
I, I personally, I really have come to love and enjoy. Um, and for those of you that haven't seen it, I definitely, definitely recommend it. All right. Anyways, happy long weekend. Uh, and uh, to all of you signing off till next week. And uh, hopefully, um, you know, I might hear from a few of you with some recommendations. Not sure what you'd like me to talk about next, but definitely comment, um, you know, reach out to me and let me know. Thanks again.